Hey, welcome to Fast Forward Your Entrepreneur Journey with me, Abby Yong. Every week, we share with you how you are able to reach your next level, impact your life and for others, and break out of your comfort zone, and scale your business to fast forward in your entrepreneur journey. Stay tuned. Hey, Fast Water. So today we have a guest from Singapore, which is also my hometown, and I'm very excited. So MJ is a leadership and personal development coach with 14 years of passionate leadership and people development experience. He has mentored and coached individuals in identifying their inner potential and niche to soar, soar to their greatest level and to flourish their inner joy. Welcome. Uh, hey, thanks, Abby. Thanks for having me in your podcast. Yeah, well, uh, it's, I'm happy to have you here. So, okay, so maybe let's share, maybe just share like how, how do you transition yourself from the corporate world and slowly like to the entrepreneur world now? Okay, yeah, that's a wonderful question to start with, um, definitely. Uh, all in all, I have about uh, 30 years of uh, experience. Of the 30 years, um, my bigger portion of uh, my corporate engagement had been with uh, Sun Microsystems and Oracle for a total of 17 years. Um, during the 17 years, close to 12 years, I've been in the leadership position. And that's where I started building my leadership skills, um, learning things and managing people and developing people. And I've had, I've had a, a, a blessing of seeing a lot of role models during my um, MNC period of my corporate job. And I've been learning leadership. And at some point, I really uh, came to know and, and experience myself that uh, I start to get motivated and inspired when I see people that I've worked with get developed and move to their next levels. And I have been using coaching and mentoring that I've learned organizationally to employ with that development. And in the last uh, two years-ish with um, Oracle, um, my, my MNC uh, job, I started thinking about uh, doing coaching and mentoring as a niche in my area to really develop leadership in the um, younger generation or new managers coming up or the middle management getting to the next level sharing my knowledge what i have gathered so that was the starting point and when i got out of oracle um, i started a, a kind of a part-time consulting job at an mnc at, at an operational leadership level uh, which i'm continuing uh, and that gave me time and room to move into my entrepreneurship in coaching business. So coaching business kick-started with external clients in the last two, two and a half years. Um, I gone through, I've gone through some certification because uh, certification gives more authenticity. Experience is one portion of it and then the certification overlaps and becomes more of a authoritative and authenticative uh, way to, to really come out and do coaching for the benefit of people who are in the leadership space, people who are um, really searching for their personal growth in their personal and professional lives. So that's how I slowly transitioned because 
the job itself that I was doing was encouraging me to to really find my joy in helping people, developing people, uh, which is which is kind of um, gotten together with the mentoring and coaching that I have been doing. So it was a natural transition when I got out of uh, my corporate job to move into coaching as my business in an entrepreneurship space. Wow. Okay. I'm sure your children must be so proud of you, right? Like they'd be shocked that you are slowly transitioning yourself to, a, to the entrepreneur world. Uh, maybe you just share a bit like what did your children say when you told them that you're slowly going to, you know, leave the corporate. I mean, now you are still uh, working part-time for them, but you are also building your, uh, your coaching business now. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm kind of almost totally out because this is more on a consulting basis. When it is consulting basis, it is also part of more like a, a doing a business to the company um, I, I work for, that's all. Um, well, the, the, the question that you asked, the reflection, I have two kids, um, mm. one boy and one girl. Girl is the younger and, um, well, boy is in his uni. Um, I spend more time with my girl since... I, I uh, send her to school, fetch her from school. That's the time I spend talking. And she is more reflective. She does not speak that much. But of course, when she clicks with her friends, she does. But she speaks to me while we drive uh, to school and back from school. One thing that she started reflecting is she started questioning me. And I started seeing the way she, she throws question at me is more of a coaching style, quote-unquote coaching style type of question. Um, she used to ask even questions like, Dad, how was your day? How do you feel today? When she f- sees me sitting in my office, kind of a little dull down, she comes in and then throws this. Sometimes I'll tell her, I know why you're asking, but um, well, I'm not in such a mood. Let's talk about it later. So back to your question, how do they see? Um, my daughter was in a way occult and um, kind of saying things such as what you're doing is really helping people. That is something that I'm also seeing because she get uh, engaged even in the school as part of leadership, assisting people, getting engaged with people. So she says that, um, how do I do this uh, in the school? So I start questioning and then coaching her. And she is very much liking the way this is being done. And she was the reason why I did my first Gen Z uh, interview session with uh, three kids. She inclusive, two other boys. We did a session. Um, we, we talked about uh, their knowledge and their view of leadership. We didn't go much into politics or what at that point, oh, yeah. but, but still the guys touched on how uh, Singapore has been really managing the COVID situation. I didn't even ask about that. So this was um, way back in early part of March, if I'm not mistaken. So they, 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 they've been talking about that. So she has been an inspiration, so to speak. My son, she, he, he, he is normally... Uh, kind of leave things uh, to run on its own. However, he has been watching me. He's a quiet guy and he, he monitors and then he comes once a while, gives some kind of feedback and comment. 
and when he uh, sees some of those postings i do he provide feedback in those so in a way um both my children are supportive of what i am doing that's one and two very proud of um what i am doing as part of coaching if it is a different business probably if they do not have any knowledge in that they may not be saying anything mm-hmm. um but when they start seeing this is going in an area one thing one concern my son raised was uh, that is 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 this going to be sustainable financially that's the only question but that was so mature kind of a question, <laughs> right so i i told him well there are two options i just keep doing what i have been doing and uh, keep changing jobs uh, at this phase what am i going to be doing i i feel like i've reached and then it's it's a saturation stage that i'm not going to be doing whatever that i have been doing but i can go up and up then what when i turn back then what i was still working for a corporate and for somebody out there but when i do this this is not going to be imme- immediately paying me from a financial perspective uh, paying me so much at this point but when it grows i'm going to be happy success comes together with happiness right it's not i'm successful and and i've seen a lot of people who have money who have so lavishly um uh, in a great position in the career but in the day um, they come back to the coaches um mindset coaches or wellness coaches and then they, they the fundamental thing that they say talk about is hey i'm not happy success is different happiness is totally different so i gave him this answer and he gave a smirk went off turned around smiled at me and then walked away so that's a kind of recognition i would i would think and take it okay maybe i have one idea like another idea for you maybe you can do a youtube video to educate those other parents whose children are entrepreneur and they keep telling them to you know uh do just just find a, a good job and just work properly why you want to do the left and right left and right different from other people that's a fantastic idea i haven't thought yeah, about because, it yeah because my mother been saying why are you doing all these like so late coaching and night like and i don't see any money coming in yet. like you know I say it's the start is not say there's no money coming that is but the fulfillment and the joy when you you see that you are able to change someone's life is very different from it, you can't be it can't be measured by the amount of money that you earn it's like oh my god that's what push me forward every day like that's what make me wake up every morning you know that kind like oh, yeah. yes today is a new day that I'm going to change someone's life or I'm going to help exactly. them to um uh, move to the next level or even <clears throat> break out of their comfort zone to do a live video mm-hmm. yeah is is that thing that make me like happy hey, and uh abi thanks thanks very much for that idea um what what i have uh, in mind and what i have been doing is also uh interviewing people in my own circle for the benefit of uh, bringing this this coaching is one aspect of it and leadership is another aspect that i have been trying to pull together the topic that you have suggested for the parents of the younger entrepreneurs parents of the, the youngsters the youth who are diving into entrepreneurship 
uh, a message to them how this is going to help transform uh, the future and especially the current new norm is going to be mostly virtual right yes. I, 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 but the, the, the kids are not the, the uh, kids who are going to be millennials who are going to be graduating this year next year the next uh, couple of years a lot of them very likely are going to probably face an issue with respect to the area or field of expertise reason behind it is the jobs are going to shrink if those folks are uh, majority of them even though they are not in a computer science field or an IT field they are IT savvy every individual is IT savvy they 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 should be able to find something what i'm talking about is those who are in an area not that much IT uh savvy kind getting into this this um virtual kind of work environment is going to be a little difficult for them um and this type of message to the parents will be very useful thanks yes. thanks for that okay because i've been telling my colleague or my friends around me i say if you have a chance or you if you ever have a passion that you want to pursue or just do it don't wait anymore I know you are comfortable now but you won't know what will happen 10 or 20 exactly. years down the road. So right. it's better to start now than you when you wait till something happen to you and if you are in pain already then you search for solution. It mm-hmm. will be too late. Since yeah. you are comfortable now, you have the spare time now, why not you follow your interest? Like maybe if you are interested in you know acting, becoming an actress, becoming a singer, you can mm-hmm. just find someone, some coach somewhere, you know, like to train your vocal virtually you know there's there's so many things that you can learn online now that's the important thing right mm-hmm. finding the niche that makes you happy yeah correct right i'm doing a um, 9 to 5 <coughs> kind of a job uh come back home or just just go to the couch turn on tv watch uh, my local channel or netflix end of the day yeah well go retire what did i achieve right um in the past there had not been much of such thoughts shared with people but today um well the 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 online thing is so powerful and and all the social medias well like what i had in my mind about facebook has turned around in the last 3 months I, i've been least active in facebook now i'm most active in facebook for a good reason initially i was thinking that it's waste of time because people go and do things which are of no use to anybody so that's how i i i was seeing and if unless somebody comes and tells people that there is this other side where you can make some useful time out of what you're doing today right okay. wonderful message yeah yeah so Yeah, if people because the things that we know is only this much but the things that we don't know is so much so if you you know give yourself a chance to open mm-hmm. your eyes if you see your friends are doing something different maybe you can just ask them hey what are you doing now then you can just find out from them then maybe you'll be interested if you are interested yeah. you can tell them okay where do you, who do you learn it from like then you can just intro them you know like okay you can learn from this coach this coach teach like facebook marketing Oh mm-hmm. this coach teach uh he's a business coach so he teach you how to you know launch your business online. Yeah. So so what I teach is I'm a business coach so I mm-hmm. I I teach my student how they can launch their online business 
using okay. their passion and their knowledge and okay. their experiences. So it's like virtually just launch online. Yeah. All right. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so this is my passion. Uh. So yeah. Thank you so much. So I hope you do a show on this. Then please let me know. I will go and watch it and share with my mother. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I will share with um, all the parents. <laughs> I, I have two things in, in my uh, list because I was working with uh, a, a new friend from Facebook and he came to me and asked about, hey, Suresh, do you have uh, something for, uh, um, I have a community here in Australia. Um, I, I want to give them something on leadership. And I also I want something for kids of within 13 years, teenagers, um, age from... He said seven standard ish, which is about 13 years to the ups of 15, 16 years. Um, I, I did a, a webinar prepared for them, and I'm just waiting for him to give me a go to deliver it in June. So certain things are in, in the pipeline, but the it, it, it's just the idea. Once the idea is there, I can just go and create a video and publish it on YouTube. Yes, yes, correct, correct. Everything comes from thoughts. So what okay. happens next is your action. What are you going to yeah. do about it? Yeah, yeah, it's so important. Okay, so I know that you, keep, you love leadership so much. You've been talking about leadership like, in this podcast like, many times already. And I yeah. know that uh, leadership is not something that you can learn from school. Mm-hmm. Leadership is, is a, like, you need to really be knowledge, be on it, like, you know, to lead not say to control people, that kind of thing, but how to become a better leadership. Maybe you, maybe you can just share like how to define, okay, not say define, like, how do you usually uh, teach about leadership to other people? Like, okay. A uh, few things that I do, um, I have been doing in my corporate job within my team, as well as I do this with my coaching clients. And most importantly, the third most important thing is I do this with my kids as well and my friends' kids as well. The, the, the thing fundamentally I ask uh, is, I ask people, what, what do you know about leadership? What, do you, what is leadership to you? And then I ask, uh, I, I normally ask another question, which is, are you a leader? Quite a lot of people, close to 90% of them said, no, I'm not a leader. Um, or they will say, no, I don't want to be a leader. Then probing that, getting deep, the realization comes out and people start to turn around and say, hey, Suresh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am a leader. So that spark needs to be triggered in each and every individual, especially you mentioned about the youngsters, the youth who are coming up. They should have that confidence in them that they are the leaders. In the area that they have skills, in the area that they have the knowledge, in the area that they have the courage and confidence. And once that is there, then it goes to the next level. I was talking to uh, uh, out of the blue kind of a client who called me um, from Norway, well, over uh, Facebook uh, Messenger, we got connected and then she wanted to have a session. I, I spoke to her a couple of times. Um, she's, uh, she's running an MLM uh, business and she's getting herself to the next level and at this stage she's so worried about hey I'm now going to have some downlines and I'm going to hold this title as leader for this group 
And she says, I'm very comfortable moving with people, making friends with people, talking to them about my MLM product, the, the goodness of the product, and all those stuff I can do. However, when it comes to leading them, trying to make them come and join my team and all, uh-uh, it really does not work. And, and she says that she knows people who are at a very high level, as in um, there are people who have money, who wants to join, but they are on the fence. How do I convert? So I had two sessions, just two sessions, each were about 40 minutes-ish. And she took so much of value, and then she turned around to say that, hey, Suresh, this is something that I, I never, ever experienced from anybody. And uh, the only thing that is still stopping me is I still have this fear about how can I call myself as leader? I said, well, I sensed it. And that's the reason I, I threw a question to her, which, which, she, which she responded. Then I told her, see, you are talking about building your team. And she did mention about uh, two of her downlines. She said, they are not really doing things and I want uh, you to help them. So I said, you said that. That's a leadership quality. You want somebody under you to de get developed. That's a leadership quality. You want the, the customers or the clients see the value. That's another leadership quality. And what you are not doing is you are doing a disservice at this point of time, which is you know what you are having is a fantastic product and you know this is going to help them, whether they, jo they join you as part of your MLM or as an external customer, that's up to them, but they should not be sitting in the fence. You should push, pull them into your side. So she understood that. And uh, later she went all the way up and well, it did this just happened a few weeks back. I just pinged her yesterday. She was happy that that, that trigger point, spark point about the leadership fear was broken. Right. Leadership is nothing, right? Everyone is independently leader to their own selves. The limiting belief was through the society, which was framing leader as somebody else. They're not seeing leaders in their own home. I have three leaders at home. Me aside, right? right? So the way you start learning from uh, each and every person. My daughter is a leader to me in, in an area. I learn certain things from her. From a distance, I do that. So to me, leadership is nothing but courage and confidence to lead your own self first. Get inward, lead your own self. Once you have that confidence, then you can courageously go out and lead people, guide people, support people to be better in what they are doing, how they are doing, and why they are doing what they're doing. Wow, okay. So courage and confidence to lead your own self first. Then once you have the confidence to be better, then you go out there and help people to be, to help them to be where they want to be. It will naturally come. It is not that I'm doing step one to go do the step two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So long as I know that I am uh, a leader to myself, part two happens naturally. Yeah, yeah. People will see, hey, you step up. Okay. Yeah. Like Singaporeans seldom do live video, you step up. Like Correct. among your peers, you are the one or the few people that is doing live video on Facebook. Then yeah. they see you like from far. They never talk to you, but they saw you online talking. 
they will get curious at one point and come and talk to me. Hey, what are you doing? Mm. Uh, then they will get curious. Then they get, uh, maybe they will be interested. Maybe they will not be interested, but it's okay. You still continue doing what you do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so interesting. Just to share one more aspect of uh, leadership. Uh, well, there are so many leadership traits. Um, one very sub-niche area that I get focused into is uh, coaching the new managers. People who move from a normal individual contributor or an independent worker moving into a manager's job, right? The problem is quite a lot of organizations today don't, well, they do provide some quote-unquote manager training. That's not sufficient because manager training just talks about what a manager should be doing, uh, how the performance should be managed, how he should be getting involved or engaged with the team at a very surface level. But, but this person who was part of a team and his peers of yesterday are now his subordinates. Those people are going to be reporting to him how to change that mindset. EQ, emotional intelligence, is one very key aspect. And this EQ is taught only in some companies, some corporates, EQ, even if it is taught, is not taught to a level or taught by somebody who has been in a leadership role for many years. The most important trait is time management. When somebody moves from an individual contributor uh, to a manager, this manager now has three different roles. He needs to be responsible for his own team and, and not just one person, right? If, if there are five people or eight people reporting to him, now he has to spend time with these eight people. He or she needs to know what these eight people's strengths are, what are their challenges are. And they are going to be eight unique individuals that he needs to get on with. And at times, this person may be technically not as sound as someone in the team, and the new manager should know how to really leverage this, appreciate the knowledge that this person is having, accept that I'm not, I'm not you, I have a different skill. So can I collaborate with you and you being the expert here, come in and resolve this problem from a technical angle? And, and nobody uh, really teach this in a classroom, uh, management training, does not cover these kind of things because this is something comes by the experience and the learning. And this person has to manage this, that's one. And secondly, he has to do his own piece of work that is coming from his manager. And the third thing is he has to manage his boss's expectation. All in all, everything put together, this guy is going to be extremely overwhelmed. So true. He or she, she, or she wouldn't know the first 90 days is going to be extremely a nightmarish and sometimes they just take status quo and then they just do whatever that they can and then just leave the rest to just die off on its own. And over a period, it takes five years, eight years for some of them to really learn what it is actually. Right, over, over the experience space, um, some companies like uh, Google uh, does that, Amazon does that. Uh, they do have a small little internal coaching team who get engaged to coach the uh, 
uh, young leaders coming up. And this, is, this does not stop just at uh, new managers. It goes to the middle management level where people, again, get to the, the struggle stage because when you hop from a normal managerial line manager position to a middle management position, the challenges will be very different. Again, time management comes into a bigger play. Unless otherwise they know what needs to be prioritized and most importantly, when they should say no to things which are not going to be making any impact to their team or to the business. Um, especially in uh, Asian culture, saying no is offensive, right? <laughs> but there is, there is a way that you can say no without offending the other party. So th those are those are more like a soft-natured way of responding back. Okay, maybe you want to give an example. Uh, saying no without offending the other party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there are, there could be quite a lot of uh, scenario examples. Let me try to pull one uh, simple uh, no. Uh, if if someone is coming and then knocking uh, your office door, saying that, "Hey, I need uh, uh, your help now." Um, this is something urgent. I, I need you to help me. When you are at a very busy moment, you can immediately turn around and say, uh, no, I'm busy. That's one way of responding. Mm. The other way is throwing few questions back, such as, have you done this? Have you done this? Based on experience. Okay. The person is going to say most of the time, no. Mm and then go back to do what they have been doing. The other way to do is, um, well, uh, this is something that I want you to explore, research, and learn before you come to me next time. This could be in a team where you are the manager and uh, you are responding back to a subordinate. The other thing that you can do uh, when it comes to a level of two peer managers, I'm working with a peer, and this peer manager comes often to you to really um, ask something, which is really easy if, if he or she has to do. It's few efforts. They're so lazy. Since you know, you just tell me. And I've, I've seen that quite a lot of time because I'm a process person as well. So in the procedural thing, if they want to know something by the process, if they come and ask me, I will have in fingertips, I will just give those responses back without affecting my current work if I can I will still continue to do that if not I will tell them that uh, the link is here go find out yourself right mm. I mean a way telling no hey, I'm not going to give you what you're asking me but I'm telling no in a different way and deflecting that not wasting my time if I were to do that, probably I may have to spend next five, 10 minutes. And once I get out of what I am doing and me, for me to get back to what I was doing, again, that's going to eat up another five, 10 minutes, mm. right? Where I left, I have to go back and think where, what I was doing and all the stuff. So it's very critical for the leaders to stand up and say no to things which are not going to add value. If you're going to really uh, build a relationship uh, to do certain things, by all means, because 
when you do those extra steps you won't know at a very needy time such helps will reflect back if if you are in such a need if you are stuck somewhere and then you want someone to cover cover you for something all these tiny little things will help probably mm. that, that kind of give uh, a picture about uh, saying no in a way that is not really offensive okay so interesting there's many way to say no instead of just saying no you can like yeah. ask them a question back do you do this this no okay go and do or okay later i will email you this link to check it out that kind of thing so is if you just say no then the then i mean your not say your colleague will feel like why are you not so not helpful enough like i need help it's uh, it's that plus it is also you're shutting the door which is that's that's part of eq as well your branding of as a leader you are approachable that's the reason somebody is approaching you as a leader as a servant leader as an emotional leader you should be approachable at any point of time um when i took my uh, managerial position um one thing that i did with the team is that i said at any point of time if you need any help any support go ahead and call me don't email me if it is urgent don't email me pick up the phone call me my phone is 24/7 i leave my phone by the bedside even if it is night time you just call me you know what this does i i i very rarely get that type of night calls seldom it gives the confidence to the people that hey there is somebody to help me if i am stuck that confidence removes the fear out then it helps them to do things on their own before the top process kicks in to pick up the phone to call mm. it's more more psychological so to speak but uh it had worked uh, obviously it had worked for me many times and i've even tricked this kind of a thing with customers as well at at some some points uh telling the customers that hey yeah this is some critical situation that you're going through i have my team working with you and this is my number if you need any help call me yeah usually right. can they will be happy yeah. Yeah, they will wait patiently for the response right Mm. so it is it is more of taking that responsibility and that responsibility gives them the assurance and that's that's a process of building trust in order to move forward as a leader is i think you have touched on the communication part also right from the uh, yes time management um, to leadership and communication uh communication to a certain degree i i touched um one thing that i wanted to share about is uh, there is there is this thing that i coined as part of a four dimensional communication mm. there is a, a there is a normal way of people used to call this as a uh, i believe they call it as a four pillars of uh, communication or something of that sort the four pillars of communication is the usual thing people talk about the strategic um aspects of communication uh they talk about um the influential communication and uh areas where they keep uh, going in to to really touch on communication from the angle how it really steers in 
that four dimension. The, the, the new four dimension that I started uh, figuring out myself is start from an outer circle, communication globally. When I send a communication or I send a message across to, uh, to a population or to a group of people, which is very wide open, that's more global communication that's going to have all the generic way of communicating or sending the message across. That's global communication. Then comes organizational communication. If I'm doing it to an organization, which is not my own team, but an extended organization, the way the communication goes is really pushing out the message, pushing things out to tell what is happening, to take feedback, and the communication, always communication is two-way, right? If mm. it is one way, it is broadcasting. Communication is two ways. So taking the, the feedback is, is the second aspect of it. Then comes the um, external communication, which can be a smaller group of people. And this is more intrinsic with some set objectives. And the communication goes around and based on that um, objective set and the communication is really tied together with that. Mm. And the last one is internal communication. The way I brought it up from external to internal, actually it works from internal to external. But the most important thing, the core of communication is I should be talking to my own self. I should be telling and convincing myself what I'm doing is right. Doing things right is different from doing right things. Leaders should be driven by doing the right things. Doing things right, for example, um, a murderer killing somebody in a very perfect professional way, so that is doing murder the right way. But murdering is not the right thing. So a leader should be driven by doing the right thing. In an organization, in organizations or in businesses, there are uh, frameworks which we have to really go by as well. We have to respect that. The business runs based on a certain set rules. Some of them may not be acceptable for a leader, for a manager, for a professional who is working on it. But my way of looking at it is, um, agree to disagree with such things because I am bound by the business rules. But as a leader, I have an option to voice out what is not right. But if the business demands, if my bosses demand, I'll just go with the flow. But I won't be keeping quiet. I will raise it as my concern. I will try to kind of steer it in the right direction as much as possible. In certain situations and times, that may not be possible because the, the business rules override um, what needs to be the right direction at times. Not always, sometimes. Okay. So outer circle is globally, then organization is pushing out the message and getting feedback, correct? So right. external communication is a smaller, a group. smaller group. Mm. Then the internal communication, which is also very important, is uh, convincing yourself that 
yeah, correct. These steps that you're doing is the right thing. So, to push yourself, uh, let's say push yourself, keep doing it uh, to see right. result after that. So, if, if I am communicating very much internally and intrinsically, that, that's going to build uh, confidence in me. Then I can do better in my external communication. I can do even better in the organizational communication because the population is going to be bigger. Mm. Then comes the global communication. So when you look at it from an angle of a manager doing this for his own self plus his team, and probably a director doing it for a bigger group, which is an organizational level, then a VP, SVP doing it for uh, even a bigger organizational level, then the CEO doing it for his um, multi-country uh, MNC kind of a setup, doing it more globally. And just to give, give a picture about it, but mm. everything starts, even for the CEO to do that, he should be communicating within himself. Because every individual has two, two personalities, right? There are things where uh, I fear not doing. There are things I fear doing. Yeah. Right? Sometimes there is this inner voice which says, oh, no, 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 this is going to be getting you into a big trouble. Mm, That's an inner voice, a negative inner voice. If I if I am driven by my values, I should be kind of thinking, if my heart says this is right, just go do it. 95% of the time, whatever the heart says is, is going to be really truthful. And when you follow, you will follow true. And that's one of the value I, I, I'm getting myself driven. I try to do that with my clients also. Wow, okay. Today been an amazing session with you. So, okay, I, I, maybe you just share, I, I see that you have a freebie for the, um, the audience, right? So it's like two sessions of personal growth coaching. So it's a it's video a by you? Growth, uh, it's either the personal growth coaching or uh, leadership coaching. No, it is a one-on-one -on -one coaching. Oh, one-on-one -on -one coaching. Yeah. You're giving them two free call with you. Correct. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So, um, I, I, I've shared with you that uh, link. Yeah. So the two sessions is either 30 minutes of two sessions, okay. or it can be one single session, which is uh, anywhere between 45 to 60 minutes. Okay. I will paste the link in the description of my podcast. Yeah. So you guys can just uh, pick up the link. So, okay. Maybe just share where can we find you, like your YouTube channel, your Facebook, LinkedIn, you know? Instagram. Um, uh, I, I didn't share with you my YouTube channel because this is something that I've started doing oh. uh, very recently. There are there are a few good stuff in there. Uh, Suresh MJ is is my um, YouTube channel link. Okay. That's just uh, straightforward. Uh, YouTube slash uh, YouTube dot com slash Suresh MJ should mm. should take you there. Um, I've uh, also shared my. Uh, Facebook page link. Uh, okay. I've shared that with you, Abby. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, for coming on here. So, thank you so much. Thank you very much for uh, uh, really having me here on your podcast, uh, Abby. Really wonderful sharing. Um, 
my passionate area of leadership and coaching uh, you triggered quite a lot of good questions a good uh, steering way into sharing what what i have been doing what uh, i love doing with the clients that i get engaged with yeah actually learn quite a lot also today like just by i just know you like like not long in a group facebook group and yeah. you say you want to join my podcast uh, show that I'm like okay why not fellow singaporeans i should be able to i mean i want more of singaporeans to also open up themselves also like to just keep doing the unknown thing don't keep following the pathway in front of you right. yeah. try something new no yeah so i hope we are able to help more people in singapore to grow together as a community that's that's Works. one of the thing why i started doing uh, some of uh, the the youtube videos i i did one um, last friday friday i think uh, which i posted just couple of days back um which was well, this person is my client and uh, he wanted to have a conversation session he want to improve his english verbal communication okay so we started that but it ended up with uh, he started sharing we we have done two or three sessions of coaching for him um some of the messages that he shared uh, was was really a good reflection on and feedback for me um so it kind of transformed him in searching his own happiness inwardly rather than externally so that was a good message that he shared uh, all this that i'm uh, doing is is also to create awareness that again coming back to that leadership uh, area it's it's individual so you you see what what you talk to yourself you make yourself happy once you make yourself happy you will be able to impact others surrounding you and bring the joy to them as well okay okay can thank you so much for your time and yeah i will we will catch up soon okay okay bye thank you bye bye thank you for listening fast forward so i see you next week for another episode to fast forward on your entrepreneurial journey so for now remember to leave a review subscribe to my channel and also download our episode to support me on my journey and i'm also love to support you on your journey to your next level so see you next week bye for now